God bless you, and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. This is your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. July is my birthday month, and I have been very blessed by the remembrance by many for that blessed day. But for other reasons, some of my friends have also remembered and acknowledged the blessing of my life and theirs. It is wonderful to be remembered. It is a joy to know that others are thinking kindly of us. When people remember the things that we have done for them, it makes you want to continue to help others. So what about Jesus in your life? Do you take time to remember what he has done? Do you acknowledge what he accomplished for you? Each time we partake in Holy Communion, we remember his sacrifice, but also we share in the accomplishment of that sacrifice. In Holy Communion, we receive wholeness and forgiveness and much more. In today's episode, we will consider his work. Give a listen. Today, my poem is a simple poetic crafting of a section of scripture. I have adapted it and changed it to show a different point of view. Isaiah 53 is a prophecy of the Messiah and what he would do. It is a foretelling of his accomplishment of our salvation and full redemption and forgiveness. It is a description of the price the Messiah would pay upon his cross. In the garden that night, on my knees before him, in anguish and sorrow, I knew the prophet's words. I would be marred more than any man. I would have no beauty so that you would desire me. I would be despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I would bear your griefs and carry your sorrows. I would be stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Yet for the joy set before me, I took up this cross. To show the love of my Father, I took up this cross. To bruise the head of the serpent, I took up this cross. To lead all who would come, I took up this cross. I took up this cross for you. I would be wounded for your transgressions. I would be bruised for your iniquities. The payment for your peace would be upon me, and with my stripes you would be healed. Yet for the joy set before me I took up this cross. To show the love of my Father I took up this cross. To bruise the head of the serpent I took up this cross. To lead all who would come I took up this cross. I took up this cross for you. I would be oppressed and afflicted, yet I would not open my mouth. It would please the Lord to bruise me, to make my soul an offering for sin. He would see the travail of my soul and would be satisfied. It is finished. I have paid the price for your sin. I have borne your iniquities. I have poured out my soul unto death. You are righteous by my blood. You are justified by my blood. You are sanctified by my blood. You are redeemed by my blood. For the joy set before me, I took up this cross. To show the love of my Father, I took up this cross. To bruise the head of the serpent, I took up this cross. To lead all who would come, I took up this cross. I took up this cross for you. I loved you and gave myself for you.
I rarely can read Isaiah 53 without crying. To consider that someone would willingly allow themselves to be tortured for my sake shakes me, to say the least. In reading Isaiah 53, we are brought into an awareness of the pain and suffering that the Messiah would experience. It shows the fullness of what he accomplished for us. It shows the depth of our salvation. To be saved, to receive salvation, is more than just getting a ticket to heaven. The Messiah would take all our sins upon him, reconciling us to the Father. Once reconciled, we can now have an intimate relationship with him as Adam and Eve did before the fall. We can enter into his very presence as the high priest entered the Holy of Holies once a year on the Day of Atonement. But we can do it every day. Jesus atoned for us, paid for us, and made us at one with the Father. We get to enjoy his presence now. Another aspect of salvation is wholeness. His work on the cross brought us not only freedom from sin, because he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, but freedom from sickness, mental and physical. The payment for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes you were healed. For many years, this next phrase disturbed me. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. I couldn't imagine how Christ being bruised would please the Lord, but then it dawned on me that it was talking about pleasing the legal requirements for freeing man from sin. Jesus Christ paid the price. He was made an offering for our sin. Then it says that the Lord would see the travail of his soul and would be satisfied. Again, referencing that the price to bring us all back into God's presence, has been paid. According to Hebrews 7.25, Jesus has saved us to the uttermost. It is finished. Now what are you going to do? You now have salvation, a ticket to heaven, divine health, and a book full of promises for a more than abundant life. Will you show your thankfulness by living it? As I began the episode, I spoke about being remembered. Are you using all the gifts you've ever been given for your birthdays and Christmas? Do you wear that sweater that Aunt So-and-so gave you? Do you at least acknowledge and show thankfulness for her generosity? But what about the gift that Jesus has given us of righteousness and sanctification and justification and redemption? Are you fully living in what he did? From time to time, I receive communion by myself at home. One thing I like to do is to meditate upon Galatians 2.20 while I'm receiving it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This verse places us on the cross with Christ in his crucifixion. It is part of our identity with Jesus. Jesus Christ did the work, but all who believe on him receive inclusion in his paycheck. We are joint heirs, according to Romans 8.17. We share fully in all of his accomplishments and blessings. 
That is the richness of his gift of salvation. We are fully united with Christ in his crucifixion, death, burial, quickening, rising up, and being seated at the right hand of God. Now he lives within us. Now I can live my life by faith in and of Jesus. We certainly are not alone. The last phrase of this verse brings me to tears. It is written not as a plural, but as a singular, who loved me and gave himself for me. Stop a moment and let that sink in. Jesus loves you, the individual. His love reaches down to each and every one of us. Each one of us is significant. So how often do you think about or remember what Jesus accomplished for you? In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 11, it talks about the service of Holy Communion. It is also called the Lord's Supper. We pick it up in chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. We are to receive the Lord's Supper, or Holy Communion, as a way by which we can remember Jesus and his accomplishments on the cross. It is a means by which we can receive the fruit of his work. It is not a simple ritual of remembrance, but an actual coming into covenant relationship with his work. Verse 26 helps explain this. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. The word show here literally means to preach about the Lord's death. The observance of the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is to declare not just that he died, but what he accomplished in the giving of his life. We recognize that his sacrifice allowed him to say, It is finished. It is paid. The price of humanity's redemption was bought by the life and sacrifice of Jesus. In receiving communion, we receive healing mentally, physically, and spiritually. Again, this goes back to the fuller meaning of the Greek word sozo translated salvation. It means to make whole. Receiving Holy Communion should not be a somber ritual, but a celebration. Though we are remembering his death, his sacrifice, it is a celebration of the life that we have in Christ. Each time we receive communion, we are again uniting with him. Simply consider the word communion. It means to fellowship or to be a partner or partaker. As we receive the bread and the wine, or be it a cracker and juice, we are uniting ourselves once again with the power of his sacrifice, which gives us life. Consider what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God made Christ to be sin, or literally a sin offering 
for us. He died in our place. He who was sinless took sin upon himself so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. All throughout scripture are references to our identity or union with Jesus. When we were born, we were born into the family of humanity and to the nature of Adam. Unfortunately, Adam is the example of disobedience that ended in sin and death. But when we are born again, we are born into the family and nature of Jesus Christ. Now we can live in his example of obedience that ends in righteousness and eternal life. For the joy set before me, I took up this cross. To show the love of my Father, I took up this cross. To bruise the head of the serpent, I took up this cross. To lead all who would come, I took up this cross. I took up this cross for you. I loved you and gave myself for you. Receiving communion should not be a stale ritual. Again, it's a celebration of Jesus and his love for us. It can be as simple as a cracker and some juice. It is a moment of remembrance of that great love which has not died or diminished. He still loves you. Take a moment today and receive communion and spend time with your Lord who loved you and died for you. For my birthday, a friend sent me a $50 gift card. I do not plan to throw it in a drawer and forget about it. I'm going to joyously spend it. I'm going to partake in the blessing of that gift card. It is a resource given out of love to me. Jesus gave his life out of love for you. He longs for communion with you. Don't keep him waiting.